You are listening to the Roundup Podcast. I'm Connor Thomas. On this episode, interviews with two Jesuits on campus, Mr. Caesar Anavis and Mr. Redding, a scholastic. This is the first of two SJ episodes we are doing. Next week's podcast will feature an interview with Father Wally Sidney, the rector of the Jesuits on campus. The interviews follow the order in which Jesuit priests are formed, novice, scholastic, and then priest. Novices may also choose to become Jesuit brothers, but there are no Jesuit brothers here on campus. It's the week of November 13th. Okay, well, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Caesar. Um, if you could just start out by introducing yourself and sort of giving a general idea of what you do in the Jesuit order. Sure. Uh, well, my name is Ryan Caesar. I'm 25 years old. I'm a second year Jesuit novice, uh, which means I entered the novitiate, the first stage of Jesuit formation, last August. Uh, and have been traveling around the world doing all kinds of crazy amazing things for about a year and a half now. Around the world, so where have you been? Sure. Well, around the world's a little uh. too strong. <laughs> um, I think the, the craziest thing around the country would be pilgrimage. Um, but I, our novitiate's based out of Grand Coteau, Louisiana, a small village. It was actually downgraded to a village. Um, I think the Jesuits make up half the population of Grand Coteau. Um, <laughs> And that's sort of where we're based out of. That's sort of our home base. And then from there, we, we travel around doing work at other sites. So um, we went to Kansas City, Kansas last January, did work there for about six or seven weeks where I was doing some hospital chaplaincy and working in a community uh, food-based organization. Uh, and then I went off to Denver to work at uh, another Jesuit high school, uh, Christo Ray High School for uh, poor um, underprivileged Hispanic kids, um, but offering them a quality Jesuit education, which is uh, amazing. And then uh, coming here was probably the big, the other big being sent off kind of experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I almost forgot, we should probably start out by defining what a Jesuit sure, novice sure, is sure. for people Absolutely. who don't know. So a Jesuit novice, um, during the first two years of, of a man's journey in the Jesuit life, uh, they enter what's called the, the period of the novitiate. Uh, which is a two-year process to a discern whether and, and, and decide whether you're wanting to um, live a Jesuit life uh, and, and continue being a Jesuit and to learn about prayer or spirituality or history. Um, so it, it's a two-year process of that and then also going out and experiencing and doing work as a Jesuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just sort of like a trial period in, in, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Could you chart your path up to being a Jesuit novice maybe? How do you learn about the Jesuits? Sure. Um, so I didn't learn about the Jesuits until I was a junior in college, really. I, I knew of the order, I'd known about them, but I'd never met or realized that I met a Jesuit until my junior year in college. Uh, even though there is, there is a Jesuit high school in Tampa where I, where I grew up around, I just didn't know it existed. Um, but it was really the example of, of a Jesuit who was teaching me ethics, a uh, philosophy course, uh, and just seeing the way he threw himself into his work that really made me want to it, 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 showed, it opened me up to see that there was um, this way of living. I just saw the way he threw himself into his work. I, I just never experienced anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And did you go to like a Catholic college? Is that where you met Jesuit? Mm-hmm. Well, Jesuit I, started off, I started off going to UCF, University of Central Florida in uh, Orlando. Uh, and I did about two years there and then transferred to Ave Maria University, a small Catholic college uh, that uh, Mr. Croteau graduated from. Um, 
and then I finished my degree in theology there. Uh, yeah. And then it was then you went to the... Well, I had, uh, <laughs> it was about my senior year when I really started uh, to really uh, ask and inquire about the Jesuits and mm-hmm. got in touch with, with a Jesuit priest who was doing vocation promotion, whose job it was to sort of, uh, sort of corral all the guys who were, who were wanting to be Jesuits and bring them through the application process. And he told me that I needed to wait a year since I didn't know uh, all but a few Jesuits at that point. And I'm really, really glad that he told me to wait that year because uh, I got to uh, meet meet people like Mr. Coteau and Mr. Redding and uh, understand how they're living their life and just get a broader experience of, of the Jesuit life as a whole. Uh, and I think it was really great for me to just understand better what it was I was wanting to give myself to. So. After a year off of college, uh, then, then I entered this past August. And I know diocesan priests enter into a seminary. Is that mm-hmm. the sort of same thing that you do? So it is not. Um, the Jesuits in their formation process, it's the reason that they have the, I think it's the longest uh, in, in the church, the longest formation process. Uh, they don't just send you to school for a while and that's it. In, interspersed between periods of going to school and getting degrees are opportunities to go and work, uh, which is which is the stage of formation that Mr. Redding and Mr. Croteau are in right now. They've gone through their studies of philosophy and um, other other studies, and then they're taking this three or four years to work at a Jesuit institution uh, to really, because I feel like a, a lot of uh, the understanding of formation processes that. I'm going through this formation so that I can go work. Uh, and the Jesuits have, have the model of, I'm going to be formed while I'm working so that I can get better as, at both the studies and the work at the same time. Uh, so the, the formation process is very long, uh, but I believe, if, if I didn't believe it, I wouldn't be in it, uh, that it's worthwhile. And that's sort of what you're doing right now, the work, because... I met a novice last year. He called them experiments, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, could you explain those? Probably would have been uh, Mr. Alex Coffee, correct? Coffee, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Um, so in the novitiate, uh, the two years are broken up into six what they call experiments, or they're just little sort of mini missions. Uh, one of them being, and they, they sort of vary in length, uh, the majority of them being about six or seven weeks or so. One of them being doing the 30-day spiritual exercises, the silent retreat. Uh, the other being pilgrimage, uh, working at what's called hospital experiment, but uh, it mean, it meant a different thing back when St. Ignatius was writing the, our constitutions, our rules, and then what it's now. But the, the base of it is to work in a, uh, in a situation with, with usually lower income uh, people who, who really can't give back uh, to really get into that spirit of gratuitous giving. Uh, so that's one experiment, and then what's called Jesuit experiment, which is going to work at a specifically Jesuit institution. Could be one of our high schools, one of our universities, or something along those lines. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, those would be sort of the, exp- the, the goal of the experiment is to help, help a novice uh, to learn and discern and to pray over uh, the, the question of whether to take vows at the end of novitiate, and to, to ask to take vows. Because at the end of the, those six experiments, uh, the hope is, uh, from, from a formational aspect, that uh, you'll understand better and be better able to uh, ask to take mm-hmm. vows to live in this life of poverty, chastity, and obedience. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all, all of the experiments, all of the things that novices do is geared toward helping us 
understand and, and uh, make a good decision as to whether this is the life that we're wanting to live. And so is your Jesuit experiment what you're doing right now here at Jesuit Dallas? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. My, my time here at Jesuit Dallas is the Jesuit experiment. Um, I was just blessed enough to be able to work at another Jesuit institution in what was my hospital experiment, my time at Arupe, uh, Chris Ray in Denver, uh, Arupe High School. Uh, so I, I've, I've been blessed to be at two Jesuit institutions in this in these experiments uh, but this what I'm here now for is the Jesuit experiment for me how long are you going to be here for so I'm actually not here much longer I'm realizing oh. at the time of recording that I'm only going to be here for 10 more school days just Ooh. because you guys have the whole week of Thanksgiving off mm -hmm. uh, but I'm here until December 6th so it's a quick in and out for me I'm excited about that whole week off. It's yeah. going to be good. Oh, and I know you guys. You guys probably sort of need it a little bit. And mm -hmm. the teachers as well. Because, yeah, yeah, just as much work goes into uh, your side as our, as the teacher's side. It's been great to see. Have you been sitting in on any classes and seeing how Sure, sure. I've been uh, helping out in Mr. Croteau and uh, Mr. Redding's classes, uh, helping grade some papers, uh, which was it's been a blast. And uh, last week I, I took over Mr. Redding's class for a few days and taught a little bit which was which was great and uh, just getting myself immersed in the school in, in as many ways possible uh, the one I've, I've been really excited about is getting involved with the golf program here since mm -hmm. I've, I've played throughout high school and college on, on both team on teams uh, and really played for 13 years and really really enjoy uh, mm -hmm. going out and showing showing the students that I, that I can play which has been fun you missed speak by a couple of years you yeah a couple a couple yeah. Have the kids been treating you okay though? Have, oh yeah, yeah. No, it's been it's been great. Y'all here have uh, have really welcomed me in, in in a way that I wasn't I wasn't fully expecting, which has been great. I've been I've been very blessed here. And what's next afterwards? Where are you going afterwards? So afterward, uh, I actually just figured out my next assignment, my next experiment. Uh, over last weekend, uh, just sort of a side note as far as uh, how how these determinations are meant are. are come about as to where, where a novice gets going. Uh, so when, when the next experiment's coming, uh, a, a novice speaks with his, with his superior and they sort of throw out ideas of places that are, that are able to be going and um, you meet and you pray and you discuss and you think. And then in the end, uh, the superior, the novice master, just makes that decision for you and says, this is where you're going to go. So over the weekend, I got an email saying that my next place I'm going to go in January uh, is an organization called HopeWorks in Camden, New Jersey. Uh, and it is, uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful organization um, teaching uh, students who I believe have usually uh, are dropouts of high school or are just in a very bad situation, uh, teaching them uh, web design skills, I believe. Uh, working with them, being sort of a mentor coach. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to my time being there. And uh, One of my novice brothers, uh, my friend Connor, uh, he got to work there for his, high for his hospital experiment, uh, and he just came back just raving about how, how wonderful a wonderful place it is. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to getting there this January, although I don't want to leave <laughs> Jesuit Dallas mm -hmm. until I have to. Yeah. Uh, because I, I've... I've been blessed to say that everything I've experienced in the Jesuits has been amazing. There's there's nothing that I would um, say that hasn't helped me grow. I, I've really enjoyed all of the people that I've been able to serve and work with and work for, and um, yeah, it's just been a great adventure. And I'm I'm, I'm 
happy to continue it. Have you had a favorite experience so far? Um, I think, I think pilgrimage barely edges out the 30 day silent retreat as far as my favorite thing I've done. Uh, so as far as pilgrimage goes, uh, when most people hear your pilgrimage, they think of, you know, picking a nice holy site and getting on a jet and going over there, praying for a bit and then coming home. Uh, but the Jesuits do things just a little differently. So, uh, after, uh, then the first year novices finished their work in Kansas City. Uh, we we go away and we, we pray and we talk to our superior if if this is still something we're wanting to do. Uh, and when we say yes, we're handed a golden envelope with a one-way bus ticket, a list of things to do basically across the country, and a five-dollar bill. Uh, and it sounds a lot like the Amazing Race, and it sort of is, but it's not even a little bit uh, because the the purpose of of the pilgrimage is to um, rely totally on God's help for, for getting places. And I can say, uh, I went from Kansas City to Manhattan, New York, to uh, Buff- to Long Island, to Buffalo, to Washington, D.C., to St. Louis, uh, to Denver, and I still have the original $5 I was sent with. Uh, it was a 14-day whirlwind trip around the East Coast. And, uh, yeah, I, I can definitely say that God provides. And as far as the future, what, what sort of goals do you have within the Jesuits? Sure. Uh, the thing that I've been happiest about uh, being, being in the novitiate for a year and a half is realizing how much I don't know what the Jesuits do. Uh, I came in here hoping to at some point do a lot of retreat work or, or working with young adult ministry. Uh, but every, every single thing I do, I'm realizing uh, that there are A, more things that I'm finding myself decently good at. and B, there's a lot of needs in, in, uh, in areas where the Jesuits either aren't covering in this province here or, or just aren't seeing. Or, uh, so I'm excited for all the things that I don't yet know about. So what I, what I want to do, I just want to be a Jesuit. However, whatever the work I end up doing, uh, that's, that's way less important than the fact that I'm doing it in the Jesuits. Uh, and, and that's sort of, it seems like a cop-out answer, but uh, it's, it's 100% true. Mm-hmm. And I think there's, correct me if I'm wrong, there's going to be like a fork in the road after the novitiate, right? You can be a brother or you can go on the track to become a priest, right? Yes, that's right. That's right. That's the other uh, side of, of the novitiate that uh, not only is, is a man discerning whether he's wanting to be a Jesuit or not or, and continue in the formational process to be a Jesuit, um, but also discerning whether he wants to um, be a Jesuit in on track for, for ordination as a priest or to work as a brother uh, in the society. Um, Do you know which you're going to choose? Sure. Um, I think as of right now, I, I, I'm, I'm, leaning, I'm on track toward uh, asking to take vows to become a priest. Uh, I just know in my life uh, I've, been ex- I've been influenced uh, through the sacrament of confession and through um, the, the healing aspect of that and wanting to be able to offer that to others. And, and to bring bring Catholics around the world to understand that the confession is a beautiful sacrament and it's really healing and uh, it's a it's a way to experience and, and encounter Jesus that most people for one reason or another are neglect or aren't aren't making enough use of um, and I just want to, to be able to offer that and that that's something that um, that as a priest I, I would be able to do so that 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 would be the the answer that I can give you right now, but mm-hmm. uh, 
yeah, I don't see myself pursuing the track of a brother, although I have, I have friends in the Jesuits who have uh, taken that road, and I've, I've heard their stories and uh, the explanations that they give for, for the brother vocation are, are beautiful uh, and just a different way to relate to the people that you're serving and, and to God's people. Uh, but as, as of right now, leaning toward the track of the priesthood well um i wish you good luck um that's all from me Thank do you, you have anything else you want to say um i think i will leave all of you listening with the same words that i was i was told when i was uh, uh talked to by by a jesuit about discernment and that uh, if you want to know you know if you want to know how good your best can be if you want to realize how terrible sin is and how beautiful god's love is um there's there's no other way than opening yourself up to discern a vocation uh and as a as a jesuit novice i will say as a jesuit um, but truly uh, i put off my vocation i was first called in my freshman year of high school and i didn't listen to my junior year of college so for some it takes a while and uh, my only my only suggestion is to just not let it leave the back of your mind where it's going to stay for a while. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. So welcome to the podcast, Mr. Redding. Um, if you could start out by introducing yourself um, so people know who you are. All right. My name is um, Tucker Redding or Mr. Redding to uh, most students. Um, I am a Jesuit scholastic which means that um, I am in training to eventually become a Jesuit priest. I came here last January, and I'm teaching theology and working in our communication department. Mm-hmm. And so what sort of things specifically do you do around Jesuit? Because I see you with uh, a camera all the time, I think. That's right. So um, one of my jobs that is a little irregular, I think, for some of the Jesuits that we've had before is working in communication. Um, I received my master's degree in communication from St. Louis University before I came here. And when I was, um, I guess, looking for a place or discerning with my superiors where to go, I was hoping to work somehow in communication and specific with film. And so when I came, uh, we actually started a new position here in our communication department, which is a school videographer, trying to make videos to promote the school, to promote student clubs and organizations. and really the biggest thing to me is, is storytelling, being able to tell stories of students, of the great things that we do here, and kind of help put that out to the rest of the world. And when exactly did you get here and start doing that? Because this is your first full year here, right? It is. So um, it's kind of irregular for both a Jesuit or really for anybody starting a job at a school, but I started last January. And so I finished up school uh, in December and came here in January. And so I wasn't teaching then because we were already partway through the school year. And so um, I came in and last semester worked solely in the communication department. That's when everybody kind of saw a new face, but one that always had a camera on. And um, this semester is my first full school year uh, where I'm doing that and teaching freshman theology. And how was the transition? Who did you interact with? Who, who sort of helped you get used to the Jejo Dallas community? Well, um, the first kind of the, the Jesuits here at the, the Jesuit community, um, especially um, there was a Father Jay, well, all the scholastic, or all the Jesuits, but Father Jay, um, um, David Lugo, and uh, Thomas Croteau, Mr. Croteau, Mr. Lugo, 
um, really helped me out in getting a sense of what was going on and um, really getting to know the larger community, um, especially because it's, it's strange to come into a community like this just partway through a year. Um, but then also my job in the communication department tends to be going to a lot of events. So to film or just interact with people. So that was another great way through that job to get to know people and really just start hearing about the stories of the school. And how long have you been interested in communications? How long have you been filming things? Um, I've done it uh, sort of as an, uh, I guess, amateur for a long. I always liked um, having a camera and recording things, having fun with it, whether it be skits or stuff, or you know, recording promos and things like that. So I went to uh, Texas A&M University, and I, I did some work in communications there. And I was a youth minister for four years before I joined the Jesuits. So I love to do skits or things like that and film them um, to, to use media as a way of promoting the faith. And so I kind of took that and then got a little more official training in it and now get to do that now a little more professionally. Uh, were the Jesuits able to help you get that training? Was that something that you sort of got official training when you joined the Jesuits? I did, actually. And that's that's something that I've really loved about the Jesuits. And really one of the reasons I really wanted to be one is that I noticed Jesuits did all sorts of work um, all over the world. And the Jesuits are very interested in, of course, doing our regular Jesuit formation, but then adding to our skill sets and really doing that specific to the person. So um, I was very interested in communication. So while I was studying philosophy, which is what all Jesuits do um, before what I'm doing right now, kind of teaching full time for a few years, um, I was also encouraged to pursue my passion of communication and then specifically uh, working in film. When did you join the order exactly? I joined in uh, 2011, um, actually the same time as Mr. Croteau. We were uh, classmates in the Jesuits. So did you know him before coming to Jesuit? Uh, I did, yes. So we, um, except for the six months when, when he was here before me, um, that was the only period of time where Mr. Croteau and I have not actually lived together as Jesuits. We entered together. We were in the novitiate together, which is the first two years of Jesuit life. We were both at St. Louis University together. And um, so, yeah, we, we know each other pretty well. And I've talked to Mr. Caesar about his novitiate experience. Um, could you speak a little bit to yours? Absolutely. Um, so we, um, really most of the Jesuits that come here all go through the novitiate, which is in Grand Coteau, um, at Louisiana. And the first two years is really this whirlwind of experiences to get a sense of what the Jesuits do and what Jesuit life is like. Um, here at the school, we know Jesuits is working in high schools and education, and that's very true that there's so many Jesuit high schools and that's a main work of the Jesuits, but uh, Jesuits work in parishes and social justice ministries, outreach, all sorts of stuff. And so um, I really got a chance to learn about those ministries in different places. Um, I worked at a parish in Baton Rouge. I worked at Desmet Jesuit High School in St. Louis, uh, Campion College in Jamaica, uh, went to Nicaragua for Spanish studies. Um, so there's, and, and all of that in a two-year period. Um, and that doesn't even count. Um, uh, during that time, we also do the 30-day silent retreat, which novices are doing right now. Um, and the kind of three-week pilgrimage experience. So all of these things happen in a two-year period of time. So it's it's a whirlwind, but it's a really great experience of learning a lot about the Jesuits before taking vows. And 
why did you become a scholastic? Because I know you could have become a brother, I think. Mm -hmm. But why did you choose a scholastic? Well, the thing that really appeals to me is about one day being able to provide ministry as a priest, being able to celebrate Mass, to hear confessions, um, to... um, I mean, to be able to provide those kinds of ministries that really only a, a priest can do in the church. And I love being a Jesuit and working as a Jesuit in general, but I do think that one day I'm, I'm called very much to provide those sacramental ministries too. What has uh, your favorite part about being a scholastic so far? What has been your favorite part? That is a good question. <laughs> you know, I think my favorite part, uh, being a scholastic, but I'll, I mean, just being a Jesuit in general is uh, the community that the Jesuits really share. And I, I love that community is so important here at Jesuit Dallas um, because it's really a reflection to me of what the Jesuits are all about. Um, we live in community and we um, we work in community. There's just a sense of being together as a brotherhood of Jesuits. And to me, that, that really is my favorite part. So have you been living in the sort of the new residence um, behind the school the entire time? I have. So I never actually, I think they moved there last October. So I never lived in the school. I've only lived in the newer residence. Is it nice? It is. Um, I I enjoy it. Um, What's interesting for me, especially working in advancement and in the communication department, is my office is right next to the hallway where the Jesuits used to live. So I can only imagine how it would be to literally live only a few steps from where you work. And I didn't experience that for myself, but I can see that that could be maybe a little bit difficult. Um, So I love that we're still close by, but we have just a slight bit of separation for a little more of a home life. And that's the nice thing, too. They are actual houses. So we have, you know, a living room, a TV room, and of course, something a little different. We have a chapel and stuff like that, too. But it's nice to have more of a family environment. And I think that helps us with our community time. And did you say you still teach classes here in, in addition to working in communications? That's right, I do. I teach um, two sections of freshman theology. Mm-hmm. Are the freshmen okay? They are. I, I really like freshmen. I wasn't sure what class I would get uh, whenever I first came here, but um, I have some experience from working with freshmen before um, at another school, and I love the idea of being able to introduce freshmen to our community here, to introduce them to the Jesuits, to St. Ignatius, of course to Scripture, um, but I love the idea of, of being a person who could welcome them here. Mm. On a scale of 1 to 10, how annoying are they? <laughs> one, 1 being a little bit annoying, 10 being very annoying. It depends on the day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I like the freshman a lot. Yeah. Um, especially, like, I, I have some really great classes, and I think we have a good time. And every once in a while, we need to calm down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. Um, but no, I, let's say, I don't know, a 5. <laughs> Medium annoying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just just right. Mm-hmm. Just right amount of annoying. Mm-hmm. But what's next for you after your time here? Because I think you spent three years here, right? That's right. Um, my timing is going to be a little weird because I came midway through the year. So mm-hmm. I'm most likely going to be about two and a half years. Um, and so the, the end of that last year, I'll go on to the next stage of formation, which is theology studies. So I came from studies. I get to work for a few years, which I really love. Um, and then I'll go back into studies um, to do theology, and I'll do that for about three years before hopefully being ordained of priest. What sort of things can you do in the future with your communications interest in the Jesuits? Can you continue that? Yes, and um, what I love is that with this particular um, 
skill set, I feel like I can do it wherever I might be in the Jesuit. So right now I'm at a school and this allows me to promote the school and promote stories of students and faculty and all the great things that we do. But I feel like I could do that um, if I were working in a church, if I were working in more of a social justice uh, ministry, being able to help people tell their stories. Everyone has kind of their own story, and I love the idea of being able to do that as a Jesuit. All the people that we encounter to, uh, I don't know, to help people kind of find their voice and share that voice with others. Uh, but yeah, I, I think there's a lot of opportunities for that. And there are some official ministries in the Jesuits, too, specific to communication. So some people may have heard of uh, Father James Martin um, and uh, America Magazine and Media. So these are specific ministries that um, that work specific in communication and being able to, to use that kind of skill set. So that's things like that are open, too. Mm-hmm. Well, um, that's all the questions I have. Uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. Do you have anything else that you want to say? Um just I'm excited to be in the community. I know I'm still new, but um, if you're hearing this and if you haven't met me yet, I'd love to meet you. Um, I now have kind of two offices, Theology Department, Communication Department. Um, you can try to find me there. But um, yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me on the show. Thank you. And in closing, we're here with Harrison Pope. He's trying to run away. Harrison, what would you like to say to close the podcast? My car's broken and my mom's here, so I gotta go. His mom really likes the roundup, and that was just for her.